Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. What are we going to talk about today, Sean? Well, among the stories today, we do have one earnings story, and seeing as it's earnings season and sort of stocks are moving all around as these reports come out, Danielle, you actually did an article about the movement of stocks over the last year and sort of some of the influences there. So I was wondering if maybe you wouldn't mind leading into that and teasing that a little bit. I'm sure we can include it in the show notes as well. The stock market in 2023 was kind of all over the place. It seemed like it was going to be a really good year up until July. And then you can see in some of the visuals that I posted in the article the market just tanked to the lowest point that analysts have seen in previous years. Um, and the main driver behind that was the GLP ones that we've talked about a few times on this podcast. They just created a seismic shift in the medtech stock market. And so I talked to a few analysts within the medtech industry, and most of them said that the stock market performed well in 2023 and was driven by strong market growth from you know, a backlog of procedures that built up during the pandemic and more innovation and things like that. But GLP-1 fears really prevailed among investors. So definitely should go check out that article. It's it's a really it's a really good read, in my opinion. I mean, I wrote it. Uh, it's really thorough look at the state of the medtech stock market in 2023 and how analysts think the market will fare in 2024, as well as a sort of table of how every medtech company performed last year. So awesome. Well, yeah, definitely. I can second that. You should definitely read it. And uh, to answer your original question, today we'll discuss an FDA breakthrough nod for digital therapeutic technology, FDA clearance for sleep diagnostic technology, FDA clearance for wearable monitoring technology as well. So a lot of regulatory news, but also we'll talk about a second round of layoffs at Biosig Technologies within the space of a month. And a big business decision at Medtronic that came out as part of the company's third quarter earnings. What's the first news story that we should know? Better Therapeutics won an FDA breakthrough device designation for its liver disease treating digital therapeutic. This company already has one FDA cleared prescription digital therapeutic for treating diabetes. So it'll be interesting to see where else they can take their program. Clearly, liver disease is sort of the next target. That kind of makes sense if they do diabetes, diabetes and liver kind of are within that same system. What is this digital therapeutic? So like I said, prescription digital therapeutic, it delivers novel cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT. It aims to treat adults with metabolic dysfunction associated steatohepatitis or MASH, M-A-S-H, formerly known as NASH, N-A-S-H. So this novel form of CBT targets the lifestyle behaviors known to cause and or contribute to the progression of metabolic diseases, which, as you mentioned, sort of in the same realm as diabetes. So that's clearly an area that this company is comfortable treating. So how did it earn this breakthrough nod? Well, the company says it earned a breakthrough nod based on the outcomes of its Levita clinical study. The trial met its primary endpoint by reducing liver fat within 90 days and also achieved key secondary endpoints related to improved liver health without any device-related adverse events. And so a breakthrough nod is a big deal for a med tech company. It pretty much means that, you know, there's not anything else out there that does this. So how optimistic are executives? 
Well, Frank Carby, the president and CEO of Better Therapeutics, said that with breakthrough device designation in hand, company now is a pathway to accelerate the attainment of marketing or authorization for a potential second indication, and it's actively seeking strategic partnerships to expedite the development and commercialization of the therapy for millions of people with advanced liver disease. He also said it reinforces the potential for the company's therapeutics platform to broadly address metabolic disorders. And now, what's the next news story that we should know? Enso Data won an FDA nod for its AI sleep diagnosis tech that uses pulse oximeters. So we recently had the first FDA cleared over-the-counter pulse oximeter, which highlighted the availability of this type of technology that can be used for things now like sleep diagnostics. So tell us a little bit about this AI diagnosis technology. So it's powered by the company's Enso Sleep PPG scoring. It can use widely available wearable FDA-cleared pulse oximetry technology for this purpose. So it enables a high-quality, accessible, and cost-effective approach to diagnosing sleep disorders, including sleep apnea. So using the data collected by pulse oximetry, Enso Sleep PPG's deep learning models automatically detect respiratory events which include sleep disorder breathing events like apneas, plus sleep stages, other sleep measures. And these can be displayed and edited by a qualified healthcare professional, then exported into a sleep report for the patient. What alternative does it offer clinicians and patients? Well, according to the company, pulse oximetry devices offer a smaller size and lower cost compared to earlier generations of traditional sleep diagnostic equipment. Some come in the forms of even wearable rings and watches. We've seen Massimo get clearance for the -the over-the-counter device that goes on the finger. So they record physiological data related to sleep and breathing as well, like oxygen saturation levels and heart rate. So this can lower the barrier for patients to receive an accurate sleep test thanks to the wider availability of this technology. And now we have another FDA nod story next. Yeah, the FDA cleared a wearable electrophysiology monitoring patch from Xtrodes. This technology, which is called smart skin, appears to be very versatile and potentially very useful. What does this technology do? Well, it's a wireless wearable technology for electrophysiological or EP monitoring. It monitors a wide range of biopotential signals from anywhere on the body. So it can acquire EEG, EKG, ECG, EOG, and EMG data. So brain, heart, eyes, muscles, all sorts of areas it can monitor and and acquire data from. What are some of the additional features on this EP monitoring patch? It features customizable, dry-printed, multimodal electrode patches, and these discrete patches offer easy application and comfort. company designed them to conform to the body without requiring gels as well, and no wires or uncomfortable solutions. How optimistic are executives about the future of this device? Ziv Perriman, the CEO of Xtrode, said that gaining FDA clearance affirms the value of the technology and its potential to improve health and wellness through access to real-time electrophysiological data and will further shorten the path to commercialization for a range of clinical use cases. And now we have some more layoffs in the news. BioSig reduced its workforce again and will substantially cut its operations. So I know we've been saying for a while that layoffs have become more common, especially over the past year and a half, two years. Certainly, two rounds of cuts in the space of about three weeks is something I haven't seen. So did it give a reason for these layoffs? There wasn't necessarily an out-and-out reason, but the company said it terminated a significant amount of employees and expects to substantially reduce its business operations. 
which suggests speculating could mean winding down altogether, selling the business or its assets or something like that. But yeah, no, no true reason given. And I know we recently talked about one of Biosig's layoffs. Can you remind us a little bit of what the company's goal was within that first round of layoffs and maybe if it's still aiming for that goal? Yeah, so Biosig announced at the end of January that it enacted a workforce reduction to reduce cash burn. At the time, it did not disclose the number of employees affected, just like this time around. We don't really know the magnitude. We know that they had around 50 employees as at the time of the first round, so I can't imagine with substantial terminations, they're down to too many left. But basically, the company said that it was a shift in its business model, and it wanted to partner with organizations for sales distribution and clinical support of its pure EP platform. Basically, it wanted to work with well-established electrophysiology companies, distributors, with clinical staff already in the hospital setting. So perhaps over the past few weeks, it looked at its options on this front and decided that it had a surplus of employees necessary to achieve this. But again, that's speculation. So yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure You know, if the company is still trying to execute this plan. It, it remains to be seen. And now we have our final story from one of the biggest names in medtech. That's right. Medtronic is exiting the ventilator market. So we knew the company was looking to spin off its patient monitoring and respiratory units, but it seems like it's taking a different approach now. Yeah, that spinoff is one of the things that I mentioned in my analysis article about how the medtech market performed last year. So I'm really interested in the story. What was the reason for exiting the ventilator market? Medtronic decided to end its ventilator business and combine what remains of its patient monitoring and respiratory interventions into one business unit called Acute Care and Monitoring, or ACM. CEO Jeff Martha said that the company was seeing increasing losses in the ventilator business over the past year and a market preference shift to lower acuity ventilators. So he said that exiting this business enables Medtronic to invest more in its patient monitoring business and leverage data and AI-based innovations. So I know you just mentioned that the company was reporting some losses within that business unit. How imperative was the ventilator business for Medtronic? Well, Martha did note that the ventilator business and its employees played an incredible role during the pandemic to dramatically expand production to get ventilators to the communities around the world that need them. I know we weren't doing this show during sort of the throes of the pandemic. But if we were in March and April of 2020, we would have been talking about ventilators a lot. So definitely, you know, imperative then, but obviously in the years since the company has seen a reason enough to get rid of it in order to improve profitability and the losses over the past few years have certainly, I suppose, been enough to prove them right. And this news came at the same time as it's third quarter earnings. Can you briefly tell us how business was for Medtronic in that Q3? Yeah, Medtronic had a strong quarter, as you'd expect, $1.3 billion in profits or $0.99 cents per share, bottom line rise of 8.8% compared to the third quarter of 2023. Adjusted EPS was $1.30, which was $0.04 cents ahead of Wall Street expectations, while sales of $8.1 billion beat projections of $7.95 billion and marked 4.7% year-over-year growth. And that was the final news story that we have for today. So thank you, Sean, for bringing us all the news for the day. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch. 
K-I-R-S-H. Where can they find you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooli, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.